0: What occupies your time? Join Integrative OT to learn about what occupational therapy is, how it can help in just about any area of your life, and why it only takes a few tweaks to your habits, routines, and roles for you to become empowered. How you live your life is important. Let's discover healthy ways of being and doing together. Let's live a meaningful life on purpose. Hey guys, welcome to episode 8. Today we are talking all things nature-based therapy. This is something I am so passionate about because I absolutely love being outside. I love nature. I love the calm that it brings us. I love the interconnectedness that we feel when we are out in nature. This is actually the reason that Integrative OT was formed. So I am super excited to dive in. Um, What I'm gonna be talking to you about today comes from actually one of my courses that I offer. It is um, already pre-recorded, So if you ever wanted to have it for any healthcare professionals out there. It is something that you can email me about and I can send to you and then actually have a certificate of completion once you have finished it. Um, And it could be counted as any kind of professional development units or CEUs towards your um, healthcare career. So let's dive in. Why do I love nature so much? There have been so many studies, mostly over in Japan, Um, less less frequently are studies done here in America on nature because I think we just don't see the value in it. But the rest of the world does. And I'm super thankful for that because there are tons of research articles out there about why it is so important for our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. There was a meta-analysis performed on 64 studies. So what a meta-analysis is, is essentially it's a research study done on other research studies that have already been done. It's actually the highest level of research that you can get. Um, So that is something to hold on to because that definitely means that this study is valid in its efficacy. Um, So this study was performed on 64 other research studies. And they looked at various populations in diverse settings and found that nature therapy as a health promotion method and potential universal health model is implicated for the reduction of reported modern day stress and techno stress, which actually is a new definition, um, pretty self explanatory about what that is with the the word tech in there. So the study was published in Japan, like I said, over in in the east in 2017 and reported therapeutic effects from forest bathing. So that is a it's a term that essentially just means spending time in nature mindfully. So using your senses and just really letting the forest bathe you um, from all of your different senses and nature therapy. And these were the effects, increase in our natural killer cells, which aid in cancer prevention, a decrease in hypertension and effects of coronary artery disease, decrease in respiratory disease, depression, and anxiety symptoms, as well as improving mental relaxation that was shown in both ADD and ADHD people, as well as Human feelings of gratitude and selflessness. So that comes directly from the study. So many research articles are putting into words what us tree huggers and nature lovers have said forever that nature has physiological and psychological benefits. So, again, going back to those studies, increased happiness, increased health and well being, and better cognition. Cyrus the Great was um, a leader back, gosh, close to 3000 years ago. Um, And he built gardens in the capital of Persia to and I'm quoting here, increase human health and promote a sense of calm in the busy city. I mean, that's just amazing. That to me just shows that even 3000 years ago, we were able to see how much nature impacts our mental and emotional health. So some more stats from that meta-analysis for you. Students who walked 15 minutes in a park had decreased stress and heart rates. There were significant increases in participants' oxyhemoglobin levels when indoor foliage is present domestically and in the workplace. So I have a lot of people come to me and say, I don't really like being outside. I don't like being hot. Or right now, I don't like being cold. I don't like the bugs. Um, I have allergies. It's hard for me to go out in the spring. So there's a lot that you can do, actually, that brings nature-based therapy inside versus having to always be outside. And I'll go into some of that in in a little bit. 625 Japanese males revealed an 80% increase in parasympathetic. So remember back to our other podcast, that is your rest and digest system. While experiencing a forest setting, both blood pressure and pulse rate decreased. So heart rate and blood pressure decreased in people who performed a gardening task versus a computer task where their numbers actually increased. And that is 100% on par with how I would feel if I had to sit at a computer and do work versus being out in my garden. High resolution satellite imagery, actually, this is another cool research study, showed that people who live in and around a lot of trees in their neighborhood actually report less cardio metabolic conditions. So this was regardless of age, gender, socioeconomic status, background, or previous exposure to a nature setting. That study is huge. Basically, they took a drone and they looked and the people that had more trees in their neighborhood near their houses had less conditions, which is just outstanding. Tons of research is out there on how nature helps with hypertension. Um, coronary artery disease, COPD, which is a a breathing condition, and diabetes. Actually, that's one of the biggest ones that's looked at um, along with ADD and ADHD in a lot of the nature-based research studies. 500 people who considered themselves stressed out, so both acutely, which would mean less than six months and chronically, more than six months, reported feeling less hostile less depressed, less anxious after spending time in a forest setting and reported an increase in what they subjectively identified their quality of life as. So being out in nature helps with sleep-wake cycles as well. Um, It is actually a statistically significant correlation between increased sleep and decreased anxiety. And again, that happens when we are outside and the melatonin levels are... Um, pineal gland, all of the all of the natural help that we get going to sleep and waking up in the morning from the sunshine that um, has shown as been shown as statistically significant. So, being outside in nature also has been linked with decrease in signs and symptoms of depression. Noting specifically the personal stories of emotional healing. Um, it was significant in a research study, and that was based on 61% remission rate from simply walking in nature daily, versus only a 21% remission rate from a psychotherapy hospital-based group. So there were there were, so this study specifically was talking about a group of people who went to the hospital and had therapy sessions um, each week, versus people who went out and walked in nature. Um, So that was a 40% higher increase uh, for the people who were out in nature, which is awesome. Being out in nature is also shown to help tremendously with pain. So whether that's localized, um, that intraceable pain that you just kind of don't know where it comes from, or like the chronic widespread pain that a lot of people say they feel with um, diagnoses like, well, obviously the chronic pain syndrome, but also fibromyalgia or MS. One of the coolest things I've come across in respects to OT's scope of practice is the link between nature and spirituality, like I've hinted at before. So there was a study of um, breast and lung cancer patients, and they stated that time in nature was viewed, and I'm going to quote here, an enhancement of spiritual health. It indicated statistically significant correlations between nature spaces and their self-realization which increased emotional health and integrated health and well-being. So that's actually super cool for OTs. There's even a functional assessment of chronic illness therapy, spiritual well-being scale. So that's a super long word. Um, it's, it's called the FACIT spirituality scale, if any OTs are listening and interested in that. So even just five to seven minutes of time spent in nature shows the autonomic nervous system health benefits. It decreases our MDA concentrations, our cytokine production, which is related to um, the immune system, your serum cortisol levels, testosterone, and lymphocytes. So again, lymphocytes are the immune system. Another reason that I loved this meta-analysis for OT specifically was because it actually had data on how nature impacts our sensory system. So, you know, us OTs are all about the sensory system. It actually mentioned a group of high school students that were able to hold real Pansy, so that's the kind of flower, versus silk flowers. And the group with the actual flowers scored higher on relaxation response and had a decrease in their um, heart rate variability, which you want that number to be small. That shows that you're able to come out of a stressful situation back into a peaceful state of being. Um, so I thought that was amazing. I mean, you're essentially holding. Something that looks like nature, you know, whether it's artificial man-made versus the real thing. And the kids that held the real thing actually showed that they had a higher relaxation response. Something that I do with my nature-based therapy camps is we actually make a little sensory bag of the things that feel best to the kids. So we go on a nature scavenger hunt. And this is not, I said kids, this is not just specifically for kids. I actually did this the other day when I was feeling stressed. I had—I held a piece of bark for my trek up the mountain. And then down the mountain, I actually found lamb's ear, uh, which is a really soft petal from a plant, and rubbed that all the way down. And it truly does help. So that's something that I um, that I actually do do with my nature based clients. There was another study that showed the effects of viewing an orchard versus an urban setting. So that would be like looking out your window and seeing a whole bunch of trees versus looking out your window and seeing a whole bunch of cars and buildings. So those viewing the orchard had an increase in their Um, rest and digest system and feelings of relaxation and calmness as well as their subjective measure of stress reduction. So they concluded at the end of this study that visual stimulation by aspects of like forests or trees or just nature in general reduces stress and there's an increase of general well-being in a whole bunch of different populations. So that was kind of going back to what I was saying with, you don't always have to be outside to experience these effects. If you bring, um, flowers inside, or you have inside foliage, like you've got some plants, they're all they're great air purifiers, which is good for our immune system. Um, But they also just being able to see those even paintings of nature, or nature sounds on in the background, like a waterfall or something like that, actually, that in itself can elicit this relaxation response. The coolest study that I've read had um has been one of that was focused on tactile stimulation. So that's kind of what I was talking about with holding the piece of bark. So again, as OTs, this is a huge area of sensory concern with a lot of our clients. And this study showed that touching leaves led to a decreased blood pressure and increased feelings of calmness compared to touching fabric. That blows my mind, like I told you, and I have lived this in real time to see the benefits. But it's led me to like I said those different versions of fidget toys Um, and it's I say fidget toys we can call it something different if you're an adult and you don't like the word toy Um, but uh, one of the ones I've made is actually sheep's wool so it's it's something that's kind of like a stress ball but I give it to my adult clients and they basically pull at it and play with it and fidget with it during our coaching sessions Um, and then I don't know if you're like me But if you were to ask my son, he's seven, what is your mom's favorite thing to do in the fall while walking? He would hands down tell you crunching and crinkling leaves. (laughs) Um, Again, that's a sensory thing for me, but it feels so good. So that's something that we do on our nature hikes. Um, We hear the sound, we feel the leaves. And then obviously, you know, you can go into like what the difference is between wet leaves and dry leaves, et cetera. So another study that was done in regards to the olfactory system, so that's going to be your sense of smell and nature. So we we already know that the olfactory system is, is very tied to emotions. And the study that was done was 13 different tree types. And it found that there was an increase in natural killer cell activity and decreased adrenaline for the immune stress function just from smelling 13 different kinds of trees. Another study was done using a floral smell from a Japanese cedar wood, and it noted an increase in that peripheral nervous system as well as a decrease in heart rate. So when I am looking at nature-based assessments and evaluations and such as an OT, there are a ton of them. Again, I, I don't love evaluations and assessments i think that's something that's really driven by the insurance world because i think if you have ever for instance if you've ever had a hard conversation so let's say you and your spouse are fighting or you you and your child are are at a at odds for me i have seen this with my clients and me personally but if i can have that conversation outside especially if we're doing some kind of movement outside, the sun is shining, we're walking around, it's so much easier to have that convers that hard conversation with someone than it would be sitting at a table, or sitting on my den floor, folding laundry, I, I get so much more out of the person I'm talking to. And it allows something in me to be more honest and vulnerable, maybe just the space that nature can hold for me, it can hold our big emotions, it can hold um, all of that for us. So that's something, again, that I, it's so subjective. So there are some assessments that I use. And like I said, if you're interested in in learning this as a healthcare provider, you are welcome to take my, um, I, I think it's maybe like an hour and a half recorded webinar. On that, but it's got some, some listed in the study that we can look at. So when working from our scope of practice as an OT, we would look at client factors. So those are going to be body functions, whether that's neuromuscular, sensory, visual, perceptual, cognitive, mental, and then our body structures. So that's going to be, you know, basically the anatomy. So like digestive, cardiovascular systems. We can also look at the activity demands. So that's going to be objects used, their properties, what the space and environment look like, social demands, sequencing and timing are under this, what actions are required to complete the task. So some ideas for how we can incorporate this into like tangible activities if you're looking for something to do for either yourself or your children. So let's look at sensory Again, this would be like what that forest bathing was considered. So tuning in to what you're hearing, seeing, smelling, feeling. So like does um, how different does moss feel versus a leaf versus a wet tree versus dirt? Dirt and water play are huge. And I think that we... A lot of the times we don't like for our kids to get dirty, and it's so important for our immune system and our sensory system to let kids have dirt and water and sand play. I also would venture to say that a lot of us adults haven't engaged in play in general, but certainly not in dirt play in a long time. And there's tons of research articles out there about how gardening and being your hands in the soil actually does increase immune system function. So that's something else that you can look at. I, um, during my nature sessions, I use a hammock. So that's going to give you that vestibular input. Um, If in my nature camps with kids, it allows the kids to push themselves, push others. So that's that social participation, as well as arm strength, motor planning, gross motor skills. Something else you can do outside that's really easy is chalk play. So that's something that, again, is fine motor, gross motor Uh, motor planning and sensory. So one of the things that is super fun to do with kids and every single kid I've ever had has really enjoyed this. We shave our chalk like with a little kid's butter knife, um, which actually really does get on my sensory nerves. (laughs) Um, It's like like nails on a chalkboard, but it's very important. So we get past that. But you make fairy dust and you essentially can sprinkle this into fairy houses when you find Moss and mushrooms and that kind of stuff. Um, my son actually came home from his art club last week and had done a super fun art activity with shaving that clay and then dipping wet paper into it. It actually was really neat. I'm going to steal that idea from um, the art teacher at his school and <laughs> use for for my nature Base camps, but also heavy rock lifting. So doing any kind of heavy lifting is really good for our proprioceptive system. And the proprioceptive and vestibular, like I mentioned with the hammock, those are the bases of our sensory pyramid. So those are the things that we stack on top other activities, because if we have that stable, then we're able to do, we're able to engage our other systems and then eventually our um, prefrontal cortex for that executive functioning and cognitive skills. So some fine motor activities. We have done pine cones, making them into a bird feeder. So you do that with peanut butter. Um, Obviously use different butter if you have an allergy, but that's also good for sensory. And then we've used sticks to create the fairy houses. We have decorated leaves or acorns, painted rocks. Uh, We've made little gnome type people with pipe cleaners and googly eyes. Um, And then the stuff we find on the ground handwriting skills. Um, We color on top. We put a leaf on top of white printer paper and then we color on top of that with a crayon to make that leaf imprint. We've done fossil digs with paintbrushes and chopsticks. There is a ton of stuff that you can do in nature for fine motor as well as gross motor. So just hiking a mountain in and of itself is a gross motor task from the different changes in Um, elevation from the different ground you know your ground your surface is not level when you're outside climbing over rocks under trees balancing on rocks that go I mean on uh, trees that lay across like a creek or a river just being in the playground outside if you have a playground that's in your neighborhood or in your area those are fantastic sensory social and gross motor activities for kids Using legs to swing yourself in the hammock versus like pushing a friend in the hammock with your arms. Motor planning with sequencing and timing. So that's like visual, spatial. Uh, I love a good obstacle course. So if you, like I've mentioned before, going under fallen trees, around them, walking on that tree bridge, staying on the rocks to cross the water without getting wet if the rocks aren't too slippery, climbing in general. So those are just a couple of tangible ideas. I'm sure your brain is firing off a lot as well. So the fact that so many people don't seem to understand that we have existed less than 0.01% of the history of Existence of the universe in modern surroundings. So, the other 99.99% of time, we have been living in nature. So, there's actually a disorder now. I can't remember the exact name of it. Something about nature deprivation disorder or something like that. I can't remember. But to me, it's no wonder that humans yearn and are drawn back to where our human physiological and psychological functions began. We... We are naturally supported in in nature, like like I was mentioning before, with having those hard conversations and just feeling like the gigantic expanse of space there can hold all of that for us. I, as y'all know, I lost my dad close to two years ago, and I read a book that was not about nature-based therapy. It was about grief, but it mentioned in there a huge study that was done about how being in nature really, really, really supports our system as we grieve. And it was something that I had such a light bulb aha moment, because that is exactly where I feel most connected to uh, my dad. And where I feel most held, I just it's easy, I guess, for such a big emotion like grief, to be held within a forest that's nothing but space, I feel like I can have every emotion under the sun. And Obviously, I'm not going to be judged from it by the trees, but I'm also going to be held there and and have that kind of support. So there is a hypothesis called biophilia hypothesis, and it states that humans have an inner drawing to nature and it's important. It's it's we have to have nature for our development. So like I mentioned, and kind of touched on a second ago, spirituality is in our scope of practice. And I believe that we intuitively know those soothing effects of being outside near nature. Or like I said before, if you can't be outside, like having plants around you in the house, not only to purify the air, but to purify your spirit. I think that that's really important. I love when I'm stressed out, listening to nature music, it's actually one of the things I go to sleep to sometimes. It's so we are in awe of our natural world Um, I think that's why nature photography is such a big seller. I mean we love to look at nature and as we should. So I'm going to read to you another uh, study that was published within the last five years regarding nature based therapy. So I'm quoting here, this in depth review illustrates honors and supports the increased awareness of the positive health related effects, stress reduction and increased holistic well being associated with humans spending time in nature worldwide. This is needed in the areas of healthcare professional or student stress reduction and life balance. Healthcare professionals and educators may turn to the nature therapy literature for simple, affordable, and enjoyable complementary interventions to reduce stress, anxiety, and depression symptoms while enhancing joy, relaxation, overall sense of well being, and balance in life. Nature as a healing and restorative modality may support the clinician and patient's whole being while promoting a sense of peace, dignity, and comfort. I thought that was just beautifully said. So with that, I will leave you um, with a question of how can you bring nature, more nature, into your life today? So if you get to be like one of those students and just have five to seven minutes outside walking around, That's, that's better than nothing. If you don't like to be outside right now because of the weather or allergies, then bring nature inside. Um, But find a way and see, see what kind of a difference it makes for you because I bet it will, I bet it will help your stress and your immune system. So if you are a healthcare provider and you would like information on that webinar, um, just let me know. You can email me at integrativeot2 at gmail.com. Of course, you're welcome to reach out on all social media platforms. But that is it for nature-based therapy. All right, guys, that's it for integrative OT. Thanks so much for listening. I hope something resonated with you. Please share it with a friend and drop me a review on Apple Podcasts so it's easier for people to find me. Look forward to talking with you guys again soon.